Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Tuesday, January 24th. What do we do? Gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. We are the conduit that gets you to it. It's real simple. Give us a call, one 800 951 The lovely Wendy's in today to take your phone call, answer your question, walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click. It's that simple. Take a look at the products and then get the news to disturb the comfortable. Or we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. Daily, this show is brought to you during the week anyway, Monday through Friday. Every week. And this, this show has been brought to you by a family that's been doing it for over 20 years. Second generation owner Joe Jaquin is behind the mic now and driving this. Well, this ship in one direction, and that is to keep you in the know. And he grinds it out daily to make sure he's doing the research and provide you with economics, with attitude. Joe, it's Tuesday. How are you on this day? It's a little cold still. That's weird. The weather here, it's, I don't know how many, and, and I know maybe not every day, but it feels like every day for like the last 10 days it's rained. I think it has. But on the other hand, the sun's out. It hasn't been out the last couple of days. There is sunshine on our Something right weird now. happens <laughs> when the sun doesn't come out here. I'm telling you. You know, and I grew up in Syracuse. The sun never came out there. That's why I live here, by the way. Uh, but But it has been an unseasonably wet, and we need the... We love the water here, mostly because we don't have any. So uh, all the rain's been great. All the, uh, I guess, all the lakes are starting to fill up, and and hopefully, the drought that the whole West has been in uh, is going to be getting a whole lot of relief. We'll have to wait and see. Speaking of relief, I don't know if you saw this guy in Kansas who was so sick of his wife that he robbed a bank and then, you know, gave the the old teller the note. Give me all your money. Give me all your money. I have a gun. And then she, you know, handed over the money, and then he just went into the lobby of the bank and just sat there. Waiting for the cops to show up. Waiting and told the guard, I'm the guy you're looking for. And the reason... I'd rather be in jail than spend <laughs> another day with his wife. <laughs> headline news today, man. That is headline news. I will tell you. That, I know, and I get it, right? Every once in a while, you know, you get there. But you can do something better. You know, take a drive. You know, pack a bag and get a hotel room for a night. I just, you know, there's better ways. No, I, I you know what? Of course, there's better ways than going to prison. They going to prison. I'll just tell you this, you know, uh, that was headline news news this morning when I, I got up and <laughs> saw that, and I looked at the gentleman and his lovely wife. I thought to myself, "Wow, there's a lot of story we don't know here. A lot of story." But in a nutshell. She bickers at him a lot. She's in his ear a lot is what he's saying. You know, That's what the I, I don't saying. know. You know, and we know. And, and Maybe he wished she was marching this weekend and gave him some time to breathe. <laughs> but no, she was at home. Go march! Listen, women are better than us. They really are. I mean, why do you think they're the ones that have the children? 
because we can't handle it. No, we can't. Oh, my God. Heaven forbid I get a sniffle. Right? I am like the biggest baby in the world. Right? I can't handle it. I don't want to feel any pain. Right? And I can't handle it. I don't, you know. They're better. What do you want? I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you 100%. What I will tell you is this is that... Uh, uh, and the fact, story, listen, both of our wives married us. Well, but, too late. They're I mean, stuck now. I mean, obviously, we, we need to question your judgment. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I always say I outplayed my coverage. I always say that. You know, uh, my good buddy Todd Dixon, I always tell him, man, your wife is so out of your league. Oh, so it really is. You know, I'm thinking about most of our friends. I'm having a hard time coming up with an example where I think it went the other way. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, uh, are we lucky? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I'm here to say, uh, I would say they're not. <laughs> Maybe I doubt That's probably why. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured it out. You know, yesterday I couldn't understand why all these women were marching. Now I get it. Have you seen what I got out right. <laughs> Listen, I'll hold up this side if it means I don't have to be home with the husband and the kids for one day. I get it now. I don't know. You know, we talk about this guy. We started with this guy that is now choosing to go to 20 years. By the way, his sentence could be 20 years in prison. Okay? And the one thing I thought about what you were just saying, you know, take take a minute. Go stay in a hotel room. I don't know. I spend, when there's a bad day going on, I'll go work in the garage on something. I will, uh, you know what? I will I'll, work I'll say outside this, on though. the lawn. So I checked it out because I was like, you know, stay in a hotel room. There's the, uh, we got a lot of hotels kind of around this area. There's the, a Hampton Inn, okay, which I figured, you know, that's kind of a middle-of-the-road hotel, right? Nothing fancy. Yeah, it's business day. Business, right? $179. A night. A night? <laughs> I'm like, that's why what? That's why he did. <laughs> that's why he had to go rob the bank. So he can spend the night at a Hampton Inn so he can get away from the wife. Tough day in Kansas, man. It's cold outside, too, so it's not like he could just go camping. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You don't have a friend that you can call. A night at the Hampton Inn. Patriot Radio News Hour. You never know what you're going to hear, but I will say this. We've got a great little bit coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it. I, I was putting some numbers together, and you know the we we can we kind of live in this world now where we have the the facts, then we seasonally adjust those facts, and then we give alternative facts, and then we subtract certain other numbers away from these numbers. And seasonally adjust those numbers to get to this number and to that number. And part of the reason why so many people love listening to this show is because we 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 get rid 
of all of that stuff. We put all the numbers back the way they were. We re-put them in, and, and we come out and we tell you, here's the real story. Right? And, and, and we, we see here that more and more things are being driven by a false or an illusion. Uh, Robert Schiller talked about it yesterday uh, that is being perpetuated and created uh, not only by the Federal Reserve, uh, but, but also the mainstream media. And, of course, they're almost the protectionism, if you will, of, of the debt markets. And one of the things, and one of, not even one of them, the main reason why I'm here, the main reason why this show happens every day, it's because those of you that listen understand how important it is becoming. It's, a, it's really, it's paramount now that you need to have in your whole, in your portfolio, you need to have the anti-debt in your portfolio. You need to have gold, you need to have silver in your portfolio. People call it a hedge right, a hedge against the dollar, a hedge against, you know, if you're in Europe against the euro, if you're in Britain against the pound and, and against the yen and Japan and all of those things. And one of the things that we've seen, really, you know, let's go back to 2000. Let's go back to, and, and really we're going to go back to 1999. And the reason is today they came out with existing home now, this is one of those markets where the perception has been, what a great market we have. Yet, as we've been peeling back the onion, we, we've realized that this market really, when you look at it in historical context, is a very sick market. And today, the U.S. home resales, this is existing home sales, fell more than expected in December. Of course, one of the things that was happening is what was starting to happen in December. Rates were starting to rise. Right, The Federal Reserve raised a whole big quarter point in December. They said that supplies of houses on the market dropped to a level not seen since 1999. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And and they're using that as the reason for the poor showing of home sales. And they said that uh, seasonally adjusted they fell 2.8% to an annual rate of, you know, a little over 5 million units. And really, if you want to get technical, 4.88 million homes. The rest of the number, the six, there are the other 600,000 were condos, according to the data from the National Association of Realtors. Economists had to for, uh, forecast a decline of only 1.1%. 
So I decided, you know, I was curious. What was the housing market like in 1999 that caused this this dramatic drop? And so I went back and I looked. Do you know that in 1999, we sold pretty much almost exactly the same amount of existing homes? In 99 as, 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 as 2016. Yeah, same amount. Even though there's, I don't know, 30 million more people, maybe a little more than that, same amount. And 99, remember now, 99, and here's what's funny. 99 was not a great housing year. Of course, remember, 99, Y2K was going on. Do you know what the Fed's funds rate was in 1999? Okay, now, the Fed had just raised rates in December to half of a percent, 0.5. In 1999, it was 5.75, which put the average mortgage at about 8%. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Right. And they still sold just as many houses as today, even though the Fed funds rates today is only half of a percent, and I think what, what's a, a mortgage say around four percent, and they the average supply of homes also within the seasonally adjusted rate of error plus or minus. Essentially, we sold the same amount of homes in 1999 had about the same amount of inventory as we did in 1999. The two big differences, and this is the bubble that has been created, and the Fed has stolen from all of us just to give this illusion of prosperity. The average price of a home in 2016 existing home and you factor in the condos with it by the way the condo and the home prices are almost the same that was what was really disturbing to me $233,200 was the average price of an existing home in 2016 so you take your multi-million dollar penthouse in New York, in your your high high rent districts over there in Beverly Hills and all in Florida, and, and and all the way down to the uh, the little home in in Pleasanton, Iowa, or wherever it is, and you average it all out. That's what it came up with. Do you know what it was in 1999? I'd venture to guess that you know the average price of a uh, existing home. Existing home. One seventy, hundred and thirty-four thousand. Swing and a miss. Hundred and thirty-four thousand. They've essentially got a hundred thousand dollar increase in the value of a home over a seventeen-year period, and yet, in order to get that, 
had to rob our from us every single day. Because the Fed right now, and all of you know, any of us that actually have a saving, what do you get paid for that saving? Uh, today? Nothing. 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 In fact, when's the last time you got paid for a general savings account? Well, I don't even... Well, how long's the... A how decade? Long's the, a decade, A decade? Right? And this is kind of the problem. Because even at a half of a percent now, people can't afford the cost. They can't afford that extra twenty, thirty, forty dollars a month. And in order to get this, in order to get this ridiculous price, they had to punish somebody. Used to be able in 1999, wouldn't it have been great today? How many of you would run to the bank if you could buy a CD and get six, seven, some of them were paying 8% on your money? And so when you really think about what is it that they've really accomplished, and these are the real numbers. We have almost, it's almost scary how identical the housing market is today compared to where it was 17 years ago. We sold about the same number of homes. We have about the same number of homes for sale. There's only two key differences. What it costs to buy that home, and then the federal funds rate. And you really start to, to, to understand how much trouble we're really in. You know what's sad? Is that I should have done it and I, and I just, I, I didn't get there. I bet you the average pay is probably pretty close. I mean, think about how much more a person would have to make to afford the hundred grand. Yes, do you save some on interest? You bet, right? That helps. But not a hundred grand. And then you start thinking about what it cost you. What it cost every American who ever did it right. Think about the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the S&P. When you go back to 1999 and you do it over 17 years, it's hardly done anything. Right, was it chiller yesterday? Hey, listen, if you take away the inflation part of it, the Dow Jones has done nothing this millennium. And then on top of that, the Federal Reserve said, hey, listen, I know we told you what to do. Right, get your 401Ks, right, and then make sure you keep saving, right? Now you, 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 when you hit that retirement age, you can live off the interest, Right? 
You don't buy risky stocks anymore. Right? As soon as you hit 55, get out of the stock market, you buy bonds, you buy money markets, right? You buy CDs at the bank, and you live off of the interest. Every pension fund in the entire country was set up to do the exact same thing. And in order to pretend that they fixed it, this is what they had to do. This is the trade-off they made. Because here's the real reality, and this is really what all of you need to come to grips with. The Federal Reserve doesn't want your money in your bank account. And a doctor doesn't want it under your mattress. They want you to spend it and spend all of it. Funny how things change when the circumstances do. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. While James Madison's role as the father of the United States Constitution is widely understood, his passion for securing religious freedom is not. Yet there is no principle in all of Madison's long public career that he held with greater tenacity than a belief in religious liberty. His defense of religious freedom began when he stood with his father outside a jail in the village of Orange and heard Baptists preach from their cell windows. Madison wrote of a similar incident to William Bradford on this day, January 24th, in 1774, saying, There are at this time in the adjacent Culpeper County not less than five or six well-meaning men in jail for publishing their religious sentiments, which, in the main, are very orthodox. Well, James Madison wrote Virginia's first constitution and helped pass the Virginia Bill of Rights, which stated, Religion, or the duty which we owe our Creator, and the manner of discharging it, can be directed only by reason and convictions, not by force or violence. And therefore, all men are equally entitled to the free exercise of religion, according to the dictates of conscience. The original draft, written by George Mason, used the word toleration, but Madison objected to that word because it implied that the exercise of faith was a gift from government rather than an inalienable right. Madison's substitute read, All men are entitled to the full and free exercise of religion, and that language was accepted. Over the next decade, Madison was involved in various religious liberty battles in the Virginia legislature. Some have tried to claim that Madison's writings really mask an antipathy to religion, but that's simply not true. Madison was a committed Christian, a Baptist, and he just didn't want the new government to use taxpayers' money to prop up the Anglican Church. Madison made freedom of conscience the centerpiece of all civil liberties. It's thanks to Madison that the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution contains the words free exercise rather than toleration as the national standard for protecting religious liberty. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Religious liberty is under attack. In schools, churches, and private businesses, a new wave of hostility to religion is being touted by the media and upheld by radical judges. 
To share your thoughts and experiences, go to PSEagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Do you know more people owned their home in 1999 than they do today? Well, do you think that has to do with the recession and all the great losses of homes? Sure. Also has to do with the fact that they pretend that the price is $233,000. A new home is over 300000 And And you're sitting there and you're trying to understand how they talk about there's no inflation. So it right. makes you think. So when you go buy a car, they really? say it devalues the minute you drive it off the <laughs> lot. The minute you move into your new home, does it devalue? Well, see, this is the illusion that they needed to try to fix because they created this big bubble, right? Remember what they blamed it on. See, and this is the thing: they always want to rewrite history. After 9-11, Alan Greenspan had the audacity to bring the Fed, Fed funds rate down to 1%. He left it there for almost an entire year. And they say that was the cause of the housing bubble. And then, of course, by the time it crashed, you know the Fed funds rate was back to 5 People forget that. And now we've been at near zero for a decade because they want to get that home price back to where it was. And as, as Robert Schiller pointed out yesterday, but if you if you take into the account even the you know the made up inflation that the Fed comes up with, you're nowhere back to even. And they've done this through the theft of the American citizenry. They've just stolen our money. And so, and, and for everybody who's ever done it, right, listen, and this is what I keep trying to get through everybody's head. This isn't designed for you. Why do you think now all of the people that created back in the 80s, the 401K, almost every one of them is like, well, what did we do? This is going to be a horrible time. Those people that have them are going to get punished. It was never meant for what it, what it is that you need to use it for. And then you think about this one. Okay, so, so somehow we got to believe homes went up 100 grand, yet nobody... Less people own a home today than than they did 17 years ago. Right? We sell about the same number. There's about the same number of homes on the market. And yet somehow it's worth 100000 less, even though they've dropped rates to nothing. And then here's another number. President Barack Obama. Well, I guess now former president. He was the first president in the history of the United States to spend more on what they call means-tested 
entitlements. Well, that's a fancy word for welfare. More money on welfare than on national defense, according to the Office of Management and Budget. It says that both the totals for national defense spending and means-tested entitlement spending, going back to fiscal 1962, which is three years before Lyndon Johnson signed legislation to create Medicaid, means-tested entitlements with the children's health insurance programs and all the like, have seventy-four million four hundred. I'm sorry, seventy-four. Yeah, seventy-four million four hundred seven thousand one hundred and ninety-one Americans receiving some form of means-tested entitlement as of November. 2016. And they said that the amount of money spent on national defense peaked in 2011 at $705 billion. That number was $589 billion in 2015, well, entitlement spending climbed to $666 billion, making 2015 the first year in the country's history where entitlement spending, welfare spending, exceeded national defense spending. By the way, the number for 2016, 709 billion dollars in welfare to 604 billion in national defense. And you start thinking about how big the problem is. Now let me ask you, would a logical person say that if welfare spending has blown up, the Federal Reserve had to bring the economy so bad they've had to bring rates down to near zero. Not a, not any not a person out there gets paid a single cent for their savings. Home sales are no better. We don't sell any more homes than we did 17 years ago. Would you believe that home prices were up $100,000? Would you believe that? And this is what I say. It's all about the illusion. Because when you actually look at the facts, you realize that's almost impossible. But then again, who owns all the homes? Even now, almost 25% of all the homes sold are cash. Investors. 
not actual people that are going to move into these homes. And then you think about why rents are at all-time highs. Well, let's face it. Someone's got to pay that mortgage. And then you start looking at what gold and silver have been doing. Look at what they've done since 1999. Why do you think nobody that peddles debt wants to say, hey, let's look at a chart with gold and silver, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, and the bond market, and let's see what's done better over the last 17 years. Paper Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. Separating, as my uncle used to say, the, the wheat from the chaff. Why is it that they always want to rewrite history so today if you're to read this article about existing home sales they would lead you to believe that it's the lack of inventory is the problem and they say this is the lowest amount of inventory since 1999 and you go back to 1999 you're like wait a minute in 1999 you said it was great and we're selling about the almost to the T. Same number of homes. Same number. Only difference was the home prices were only one hundred thirty-four thousand five hundred dollars. So I did a little math. You want want some facts? Let's talk facts. December nineteen ninety-nine, the Dow was at eleven thousand five hundred. Now at 19,700, you know, 700, 800. The Dow's up 71%. 71% over a 17-year period. Okay, which gives you about 4% a year. Okay, 4.1%. And that's really assuming you didn't get charged any fees. And we know right, we we know that's not true, but you know, let's I'm giving you everything. A house. Okay? You said, you know what, I'm gonna take that hundred and thirty four thousand dollars and buy a house. I'm not buying the stock, I'm gonna buy a house. You're up almost the exact same amount. About seventy two percent. Of course, that doesn't count all the taxes you got to pay every year, right? Doesn't count for the upkeep, the homeowners associations, none of that stuff, right? Gold, and I took the high number with one hundred thirty-four thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, because that was the average price of a home in nineteen ninety-nine. You could add about 384 ounces of gold. Today, that 134,500 would be worth 466,560 bucks. And there's no HOA fee, right? There's no upkeep. There's no broker fee every year hitting you for 2%. Taxes. 
you would be up not 70%. Like I said, said, these 70 numbers are giving them all the benefits of the doubt. You paid no upkeep for anything. You paid no fees on your retirement account. You're up 247%. That's a fact. And guess what? Houses are, you know, right back to near all right all time highs if you believe the narrative. Right? But all the whole housing market looks awfully weak. The Dow. The Dow. Right near an all time high. And everybody's wondering when's the recession coming? What is it at an all time high? gold and guess what gold's getting ready to run again you know I I went back and and I looked because both in 2015 and again in 2016 the best gold bottom in December matter of fact they bottomed within a couple of weeks of each other December of 2015, gold bottom at 1,050. This time a year ago, gold was $1,106. December of 2016, gold bottomed at 1,126. It's now 12. Hundred and fifteen dollars. So in 2015, it was up in about a month's time from the bottom of December to January, and I'm picking just today's date. It's up 7.9% in the last five weeks. Gold is. Now, I've been telling all of you, gold is going to do exactly what it did last year. With the one exception, there's no big election. We're not going to get what I'll call the Donald Trump sell-off that we're now essentially putting back in. In August of 2016, after bottoming at 1,015 in December of 2015, it was 1,106 in January of 2016. Gold hit 1,360. This year, gold bottomed at 1,126. It's already at $1,215. It's already outperforming last year, and most of that because of the whole Trump election thing. But on that same path, where you're looking at a gold price of about $1,484 by August of this year, just following the same path. And you think about all the things we got going in gold's favor from tweets from Donald Trump to all the things that Donald trade wars and all of those deficit spending. 
more reasons to be bullish on gold this year than we've seen in probably five years. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. And you know what's the best part? Is premiums right now are super low. It is just a great time to buy because not only, I mean, we do have rising prices. So so that part's a negative, right? Because obviously lower prices are better. But the premiums have come way in. I've got two different opportunities for you today. One of them, I need the money today. So you, you, you either have to wire the money today, or if you're here in Phoenix, you can drive your check in today. I have 20 $20 St. Gauden. And these things, I have them. They're here. They are spectacular. 19, sorry. Wendy, thank you. Already 19. 1275 Yeah, yeah. That's 60 bucks over spot. <laughs> but the money's got to be here today. If you can't get the money here today, I got U.S. I got some U.S. ten dollar liberties, and these coins are on the way. So this is like the normal way, and those are all the way down. Even ten dollar liberties are six seventy five. And when you think about over spot and fractional gold, just dirt cheap at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I can honestly tell you. I don't ever remember selling a $20 gold piece, lib or saint, for $60 over spot. I don't. Could it have happened in maybe 2003 when I started and gold was, you know, 350 bucks? Maybe. I don't even know if it was, if it was doable even then. But I can tell you this is the cheapest premiums and since at least the crash uh, on a $20 gold piece. Uh, supplies are limited, and I need the money today, but $20, and I will tell you, and I'm not kidding. I'm not saying that they're AU, but they are AU quality. These things are really, really nice uh, at $1,275, uh, but the money needs to be here today at 800 951 a uh, quick look here at the markets. Gold's at twelve hundred and thirteen bucks. Twelve hundred thirteen bucks. So that's what sixty-two dollars over spot for a twenty cent. Uh, it's actually down two dollars. Silver's actually up two cents uh, at seventeen dollars and twenty-one cents. As Donald Trump has been meeting with the automakers uh, today trying to convince them as to why it is that they need to build cars here in America. Um, and he's also going to be signing some more executive orders. We'll cover all of that and how those meetings went. Uh, earning season, Verizon, Kimberly Clark, KB Holmes, Fifth Third Bank, uh, Bank Lockheed, J&J, McDonald's, DuPont, IBM, GE, Janus Capital, all with misses this week. Uh, it's been a tough earnings season. 
of course, that's to be uh, you know, expected. The dollar was rising. That's going to hurt all of these multinationals. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Everyone take care. We'll talk again tomorrow.